What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I am your host, Brett McGrath. It is Monday, and you know what that means. New episode with a member of our team sharing our insights, obstacles, things we're working on, hopefully to help get you off to a good start and get you inspired. This is a really good one today, and the reason why is we're unveiling our new company name. Ta-da! That's what we're going to be called. It's going to be on the other side of this. Make sure you listen. It's important because we talk about the process we went through to come to our final name. We talk about the process we're going to go through for to launch our brand and company into the market. Hopefully, this is uh, helpful for anyone out there working on a new company. Um, it was helpful for me talking with Jonathan about the process, but I hope you enjoy this one. Um, it's a, this is an important episode in the evolution of the 3C podcast because we can begin calling ourselves something new. And I'm not going to unveil it here. You're going to have to listen to the episode. Definitely, if you like what you've been hearing, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. Go hit our wait list. It's in the show notes. You're going to get our newsletter every week. And I promise you we're curating content that matters and we're bringing it. So without further ado... Happy Monday. Let's make it count. Kick it to the conversation. What is up, 3C listeners? We are back with the Monday conversation. This is a, we're revisiting an old topic that we chatted about a, about a month ago, I think, at this point. Um, got Jonathan back on the pod. Jonathan, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Excited to uh, continue this conversation. And I'm guessing if you've clicked on the link or seen the visual for this uh, podcast, you likely know what we're talking about. But I'm excited to talk more about the decision making and the process that went into it. Yeah. And I think this is something that typically goes on behind closed doors with companies, whether it's launching for the first time or whether it's going through a rebrand. And a lot of times companies just say, ta-da, this is us and this is who we are. And what we've tried to do is kind of try to take you along for the journey a little bit. So we are, last time we spoke about this topic, we talked about being in a place where we had kind of whittled it down to three names that we really liked. And the last episode, which you can go back and listen to, we were kind of at this point where we were going through the process of working internally, working with different partners and coming to some sort of determination on how or who we are going to be moving forward. So what we're going to do in this episode is share with you that decision, do the big unveil. I'm not going to do it. Jonathan's going to do it. And we're going to talk through kind of the reasons why um, we decided to select the name that we did. And then I also think it's important there's some things that happened along the way that might have caused us to expedite this process maybe a little quicker than we were anticipating. But I think classic startup life, like we, we were ready and prepared and now we're here to talk about it. So Jonathan, do you just want to take it from here? Talk through kind of based on last episode, what transpired and then what popped out on the other side? Yeah, absolutely. So last time we talked, we were down to three names. We had kind of whittled it down from a medium list to a short list and then a final list of three. We had talked about the main way we were going to make that decision was getting the team together at this stage, five employees, kind of letting, making sure everyone could be heard. Uh, we didn't want to try to build or force consensus on that call because we felt like that was just a slippery slope for future decision-making. So instead we wanted to um, encourage everyone to be heard and then encourage somebody or a subset of that group to have ownership of the decision. 
So what we did going away from that um, conversation is after the all the team weighed in, myself and our co-founder, Eric Sindelbach, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he and I had a few follow-up conversations to the broader team conversation. We got it down to two. So the original three we were down to were Helix, Bespoke, or Juice. And we got it down to Helix and Juice. And then uh, I told him, hey, I want to I wanna sleep with this for a weekend and jot down some of my thoughts. That's just kind of a personal preference. When I'm thinking through things, I like to write it out. So I tried to, for each of those brands, lay out why we loved that name, uh, potential risks with that name, and some thoughts around the visual identity with that name. And so through that process, we narrowed it down to juice. But then the other curveball we decided to throw into the process was we loved the idea of uh, adding an article to this name. Uh, And that comes from things like the New York Times, the Atlantic, the Brew, Uh, The Athletic was one we referenced a lot. And what we decided about all those was it wasn't the uh, name that made those um, media companies feel like a destination, but it was actually the article. And uh, so we decided that we wanted to add the to juice and we will become the juice into the future. So uh, we as a team are really excited about this. I'm excited to walk you through kind of how we made that decision. Uh, but I will stop there and Brett, let you ask any follow-up questions to that decision that we made. There will be plenty of follow-up questions, but I got a comment first. So I talked about being along for the ride before I even started at The Juice. We can call it The Juice now. This is our company. And when I, Jonathan sent me the original deliverable with the process that he had been going through with naming and uh, visual idea and representation, I looked through all the names and they were all fine. But the juice, like, and by no means, it was not me influencing this decision. We all influenced this decision and gave our opinions. But to me, as a marketer, there's so much opportunity with that word and what there's, Definitely, we've got different sides. We've got companies that we are going to be marketing to that we are going to be on our show and we're going to give offer their voice and we want them to use our, our product. But on the other side of it, you've got content consumers too that are going to be leveraging our platform to have a frictionless reading, reading experience for B2B content, which is fantastic. And for me, as I, I thought of things from the, the, the customer side at the beginning a lot because I was having conversations with marketers. I wasn't thinking that these marketers too are the same people that are going to be the members or consumers of the content that we're hosting. But as I was thinking through this and thinking about names, all I could turn back to was the vibe that I was getting with from these conversations. And there was so much energy and so much excitement that the, the word juice, I thought of immediately like, when someone says, Hey, I need some juice for my phone. You know, they need something charged up. I felt recharged and I felt, uh, this connection with the audience that I was talking to. So I didn't obviously think of the juice, but I I supported juice, but then adding the article in front of the juice based on us as a content company that will probably be operating a lot like a media company at times made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, we just felt like it added a layer of curiosity. It makes it really into a destination. So we really liked that minor addition and was really fortunate to kind of have the team bought into that as well. And so we're excited. It's slightly different than what I think you see in the B2B tech space. And that's why 
we chose that. That's one of the reasons we chose that name is because we do think it kind of swims upstream a little bit, goes against the current. And uh, we're excited for that. You know, we, we think we're thinking about marketing differently. We think we're building a company slightly differently. Uh, so we need to have a name that reflects that. And we think the juice does it. So we're excited to have everyone uh, on board with it. Yeah. And the thing about the juice is undeniably the hardest part about B2B marketing is getting and maintaining attention. I can promise you this. When anyone hears the word juice, it's going to at least get their attention. And so we're starting from someplace. And that as a marketer really excites me. I will say, and we're this will this will probably be the last time it's ever mentioned, but our name Fathom, RIP Fathom, I will say I was having trouble with Fathom because when I was writing copy, when I was writing, you know, whether it was tweets, blogs, newsletters, whatever, like I had a hard time using that name just because I knew it wasn't our forever name. And part of my role is to build and develop our brand. So I was struggling a little bit with using that word, knowing there was going to be a change. I guess, how did you think about that placeholder name when you were having conversations with us as you were hiring us with, you know, different stakeholders with customers? Like what was, go- what's, what has been going on in your head when using Fathom? Yeah. So I'll talk about that, but just, I want to hit on something else that you said about like the juice kind of causing this um, pause when people see it. I remember when we as a team were discussing it, that was actually something I think you even mentioned, maybe even a little tongue in cheek, but like when we're at a party or hanging out with people, when the world (laughs) returns to normal and you can hang out with people again, you mentioned somebody asking you like, Oh, where do you work? And you saying the juice and them just kind of like squinting at you and being like, the hell's the juice? Like, that's a good thing for us, right? That's an opportunity for us to start the conversation, explain what we do. Like, we want people to have that same interaction, that same pause and kind of quick question when they're perusing their social feed, their inbox, their content, et cetera. So, um, just kind of further solidifies uh, going against the grain there. So on Fathom, I can tell you, I I honestly, I really liked the brand Fathom. Um, I kind of liked the dual meaning of uh, can you fathom it, the unfathomable. Um, it also is a measure of the depth of the sea, which I actually didn't know. I'm not a, uh, believe it or not, from central Indiana, not super familiar with measuring the depth of the sea, but... Uh, not a marine biologist? I am not, not yet. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, so I liked the name and I was so fortunate coming out of Sprint Week to have a lot of brand work done. I mean, had slide templates, document templates. I, I've got a little bit of a design background. So I had enough pieces that I was like, we can feel really polished right from the get-go with this brand. But we also knew it was temporary at that time, or we thought it was temporary. We'd have to evaluate whether or not it could be uh, permanent or not. So I just decided to go all in on it. And our business was a little bit unique that we needed to go to market prior to launching the platform to build a wait list of users. And so we just, we had to go with it, right? And uh, so we had to start using it and we had to believe in it, right? And um, so, you know, I have sales presentations, proposals, contracts, these transition to the juice, uh, both in temporary visual identity, as well as the final visual identity is going to be pretty laborious because of some of the work we did with Fathom successfully, I think, but that's okay. And uh, I just think kind of kudos to the team for running full speed ahead with it. And now we get to share the process of the transition. And um, I think that's, I hope that's something that other marketers can learn from. Totally. And part of the transition is 
this, this it's getting using our platform on a podcast to share with anyone who's started, or maybe you're just starting the journey with the juice. And maybe you were a part of the fathom journey, like to get you to understand the reasons why we're making the changes that we're making. And um, I just think we, as a company that feels very, feels that transparency is very important and authenticity is very important. We felt like we needed to take some time on the podcast just to talk through things. I think we'd be remiss not to talk about the catalyst that maybe push things forward a little bit on the process. So do you want to maybe share, I think it might've been a Friday and you shared the news with us, but maybe talk through, talk to the listeners about what happened that allowed us to maybe move the, move a little more swiftly on the unveil of the juice. Yeah. So first I'll say, uh, you'll probably have to bleep me out every time I say fathom, because that's going to be a habit change for me. So, uh, future podcast episodes, uh, if I'm bleeped out, it's not because I'm cursing mom. Um, it's because I said fathom on accident. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, accelerating the transition, this was a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we'll have to send this to our, uh, trademark attorney make sure we don't say anything out of line here. Hello, Tim. Thank you for all of your hard work. But a couple of weeks ago, we thought I, I get, we got our first piece of physical mail. Haven't been coming into the office too much. We've got office space within the high alpha building. I was really excited to open our first piece of physical mail as a business, opened it up. It was long. I thought, you know, who knows what this could be. And it was a cease and desist for the name Fathom. So unfortunately, uh, you know, we had done some research on Fathom. We felt like we could go to market with it and ultimately transition. We did a really good job of going to market with that name and it was noticed across the marketplace. And there was another marketing business with the name Fathom. Unintentionally, we had no idea. We weren't familiar with them or anything. So they sent a cease and desist, which um, I actually have a background in the beer industry. We should talk about that sometime, but very, very common, the cease and desist in the beer industry. I always say, I think there's, you know, uh, 24,000, 24,000 words in the English language and there's 20,000 breweries and each brewery is making 20 beers at a time. Uh, so you can run some quick math there and know that you're going to run out of words pretty quickly. And that becomes a trademark challenge in that space. So it's not the first cease and desist uh, that I've received, but it was, it was, you know, kind of jarring and that's, that's fair. Uh, so we, we committed to accelerating our timeline to transition, which is good. I think for us um, kind of just rips off the bandaid and goes. Uh, so we, we had been doing a lot of work on rolling out the new name and the new visual identity at the same time, kind of overnight, making it feel like everything changed just very specifically and very intentionally overnight. That's no longer uh, quite as possible. We're going to try to roll that out in a few different stages now. So we will change our name. Uh, as you're listening to this podcast, we are now The Juice. Uh, and you should be seeing that across all of our channels, websites, email communications, etc. We've been doing that behind the scenes. We'll have a temporary visual identity for the next couple of months as we work on a final visual identity um, that we'll roll out later in the spring. I'm sure we'll be talking to you about that, but uh, we'll be working with like a temporary word mark for the time being, which um, 
in and of itself, again, fortunate to have that and just kind of some of the flexibility that high alpha offers for us to be able to, um, be nimble and flexible and change in real time. But, uh, we're really excited, uh, us being marketers, um, and being in the marketing space, we're really, really excited to eventually roll out that final visual identity and final company launch later in the spring. Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, if you're hitting our website or receiving communications or finding us on social, there's going to be a, it's going to say the juice. It's, there's going to be a pretty uh, generic look and feel that's intentional. We will be begin to kind of share in a good place. And I'm going to plug it because I'm a marketer and that's what we do. Probably the, the first place where you might be able to begin to see our visual identity take shape will be maybe in our newsletter. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter um, in the show notes. There's going to be a link. Just go there. You'll be the first to know about our product. You'll receive our weekly newsletter. But what we want to do is give our members who are consuming our content regularly kind of early access to not only the content we're sharing, but also make the future look and feel and we are. We want to create an experience and take you along for the ride. So, just want to make sure everyone knows it's clear that when you see kind of a a logo that is not very exciting, it's it's all intentional. That sounds like an ad read, Brett. Are we are we selling ads to ourselves now? We should we should we should be. Hey, who anyone wants to? Uh, if you're in the B2B marketing space and you want to put an ad on uh, the 3C podcast, get at me at Indy McGrath. I accept DMs. Let's start the conversation. <laughs> uh, so anyways, there's a lot. wanted to talk through kind of reasons why, what we're doing, kind of this interim process. What, what do you envision? And we haven't really even talked about this, but what do you envision like the May timeframe? Like how do you envision the new brand of the juice being introduced to the market? Like what are, what are some of your expectations? Yeah, it's a good question. I think we're still figuring some of that out. I think as we kind of build out this brand temporarily for the time being, like some of that might come to light kind of organically about what's resonating with people, what's not. Um, you know, I, I think I see us in May, you know, we're working towards a product launch an MVP launch right now in April. Uh, that'll obviously be working with, uh, the juice name and feel and look. Um, and so in May, we'd really like to have some product usage behind us learning from that, uh, maybe some virality on the product side, or at least some signals of growth on the product side, uh, to really hit the ground running kind of in a bigger, uh, broader perspective in the marketplace in May. You know, we're a content marketing platform uh, for content marketers. So you can bet that content marketing, uh, our own content marketing is going to play a role in that company rollout. I just had a flashback to if anybody watched Shit's Creek when uh, Eugene Levy's character says rollout like a thousand times in 30 seconds, I was about to do that. So I'll try to avoid that. But I really see us, you know, using content as a really big part of our announcement. We'll try to do it slightly differently. You know, there will be some things that I think are standard that are the press release about the company announcement, some of our team members, and we've got some exciting things in the works there that might have some new team members. So I think we're still figuring some of that out, but I know we will think probably more than most companies about kind of the marketing elements of that brand launch, because again, we're all marketers um, in the marketing space, selling to marketers, for marketers. So uh, marketing will be at the center of that effort. 
And I am really excited uh, to be a part of that. And I'm excited to work cross-functionally with our entire team to make this launch awesome. Everyone listening has the opportunity to be a part of it. It's going to be fun. Um, We encourage you to be a part of that and give us feedback along the way. It'll make us better on the other side of this. Maybe we close out with this. So you've been through a wild, um, let's see here, eight to nine months here, I guess, at this point, going through working by yourself, going to working with the team that we have now. You've, had, you've been Fathom, you've, you're going through the changes, the iterations, soliciting feedback, all of these things is kind of, you know, first time CEO. What sort of recommendations do you have maybe in learnings throughout this process that you'd share to every, to others that might be listening, that might be in a similar spot, whether they're thinking about starting a company maybe they're in the process of starting a company, maybe they, they're inheriting a, a brand and they're looking for a, a brand change. Like what are some words of wisdom that, that you can share to close us out? Yeah, it's a really deep question, uh, but I like it. Um, it kind of forces me to be a little introspective, which uh, is a good thing. So I'm going to go two different ways with this. One, I'll start kind of a more direct answer to your question. I think, especially as it pertains to this brand conversation, like I think the CEO role can feel very isolated. And especially in a global pandemic and starting as a team of one, those can exaggerate those feelings. Uh, We never would have considered Juice if I had just looked at the list and picked the top three or top four as recommended by High Alpha and collaborated on by me. But what I did was I kind of, I I shared that medium list with a few people I really trusted, uh, friends, family members, other marketers, and just said, hey, can I get a reaction to this? And I think nine out of the 10 people that I did that with all replied back with something along the lines of juice is really cool. Like you should consider juice. Um, it really jumped out. So that's when I, that was kind of the first signal. I think that's just a good lesson. Like, you know, it would have been, okay, I'm the CEO. I'm going to go make a decision. I'm an expert. Like I can make this decision on my own. So I would say just like never hesitate to voice some of the big challenges and decisions that are, um, on your plate or you're thinking through, uh, voice those with others around you. But then the flip side of that, I would say like, at the end of the day, you do have to make the decision. Um, you shouldn't make every decision in the business, but you know, we, like I said, we want to make sure everyone was heard, but then that is part of the seat and part of the responsibility and part of the trade-off of your role is, uh, at the end of the day, like you do have to make some difficult decisions, but don't be shy about sharing those decisions with others, uh, at least kind of helping them, helping them help you come to a decision. So that that's one thing. And then the other thing, and it's somewhat related to that, that I would say that I've, I've started to find a pattern in my role is I, I think this role leading a company is all about being really comfortable with the unnatural. And when I say unnatural, like you just have to do a lot of things that feel really unnatural. And I think especially as a first time founder and CEO, you know, the last like four days, I've spent almost just doing like exclusively cold reach out to people. And that doesn't feel really natural. Right. And then I go talk to an investor who you look at their like background, their resume, and they are so much more qualified than you. And you feel really unnatural in that seat as well. Right. Um, And then you're leading a team where you've maybe attracted co-founders and VPs of marketing that are as qualified, if not more qualified than you. And that feels a little unnatural, right. Yet you're leading the team. So there's, there's all these 
there's nothing like that's very natural about the CEO seat. And so that's something I've been kind of riffing on about, you know, maybe writing about or, or sharing that experience with. So thank you for asking. Cause that allows me to at least get a first draft out of uh, being comfortable with the unnatural. And those things will start to feel natural over time. But I think at this stage and going through it for your first time, you just have to be comfortable with it and go full speed ahead. I, I love it. Uh, I got to say, anyone listening, look for a blog post this week too. There might be one coming with some more information. That's what we do here. We tease stuff and try to get you to read it. Hopefully you all enjoy our decision. I know I do. We are the juice. So come follow us. Thanks so much for taking some time to uh, listen to us and talk about our, our, our brand transition. Jonathan, you're a regular on the show. We're certainly going to be back here soon. There, we've got we've got mounds of content to talk to. We could talk about anything at this point, right? That's absolutely right, and we'll keep doing it. And uh, always welcome for feedback. Um, but we appreciate everyone that's listening to this point, and look forward to growing with you in the future. Awesome. Take it easy out there. The juice. That is the name. That is what we will be going by. From this point moving forward, definitely check us out at the Juice HQ across the social hemisphere. We're excited to share our story, our brand with you, and we are excited that you are along for the ride. Definitely hit that subscribe button if you're not already. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back on Friday with a new conversation with a content marketer that matters. Have a good one.